Hello, I'm Kieran Lynch, and welcome to Ovicast, the Chocolate Sheep Podcast. Each episode will bring you the latest insights, advice, and technical updates for the sheep industry. With the season progressing, the focus on many farms switches towards parasite control in lambs. One of the first challenges they'll face is that of the mild iris. To explain the condition further, we're delighted to be joined by Dr. Orla Keane. Orla's going to explain the disease, how it impacts the lamb, what signs we need to look out for, and how we go about treating the condition. Orla, thanks very much for coming back to join us on Ovicast. Okay, yeah, thank you very much, Kieran. I suppose in the early part of grazing season, we focus primarily on two of the main parasites that can affect young lambs. That's coccidiosis and nematiris. We're coming to a time of the year now where nematiris becomes an issue again. Maybe if you had an opportunity first, you'd explain how the condition affects lambs and what the disease is. So nematiris is a disease of young lambs. So, it, you know, it usually affects lambs from about six to 12 weeks of age. And it's caused by an intestinal worm. But this particular nematodirus worm has a different life cycle than the mid-season stomach and gut worms that, that you see later on. So for nematodirus, the eggs require a long period of cold weather, followed by a period of warmer weather above 10 degrees in order to hatch. So what you find is that the nematodirus that's infecting this year's lamb crop are actually from the eggs that passed out from last year's crop of lambs. They were cooled over winter. Then when the spring comes and the weather warms up, those eggs hatch. So what can happen is that when the weather conditions are favorable, you can get a mass synchronized hatching of nematodirus, and they're then available on the pasture to infect young and naive lambs. So when this large challenge coincides with the time when the lambs are beginning to consume significant amounts of grass, you can get a particularly severe disease that in in severe cases can lead to lamb death or can cause serious damage to the gastrointestinal tract that will prevent the lambs from thriving in the future. So because of this um, mass hatching phenomenon, when the weather conditions are right, it means that nematodirus can strike quite quickly and that farmers need to be very aware and to watch out for it. And there's something you mentioned, like they're consuming the levee on the pasture. When they consume it, it's actually damaging the gut. So that's, that's one of them long-term carryover effects we see of this disease if it's not treated promptly. Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, this, this disease can cause quite severe damage to the intestinal mucosa and you can get kind of protein loss and um, this kind of damage can have a long-term impact on the lamb that will um, mean that it, it doesn't thrive well into the future and they can be much slower to finish. I suppose one thing about Iris and you said it's a carryover from the previous year, it's going to be present on practically every sheep farm. Distinguishing it from coccidiosis, which is also quite common and we discussed in an earlier podcast, how do you differentiate the two? Yeah, so that, that can be quite tri- tricky. So, um, you know, in terms of the signs of nematodirus in lambs, some of the signs will be the sudden onset of scarring and you can get kind of fecal staining around, of the wool around the rear end. Uh, the lambs will be dull and depressed. They might, um, they'll be dehydrated. You'll get weight loss. Um, and you may see the lambs kind of gather around water troughs due to this dehydration and the yews will be unaffected like they'll be unaffected. So obviously some of those symptoms can be very similar to, to coccidia. Um, and it is very important to be aware of the risk from both types of parasites because they do strike at the same time and they can have some similar symptoms such as scarring. So quite often you're looking at things like the risk factors, 
uh, previous history, if you've had outbreaks of either of them before, the grazing history. Um, and then after that, really, you're looking at the first line treatment being to go in with the, something like a white dose for nematodirus. And then fairly quickly afterwards, if the symptoms don't improve, then it may be a case of going in and, and treating for um, coccidia. Okay, so no matter it's first. So you, like you touched on some of the diagnostics of it there and you mentioned the forecast earlier. Knowing when to go in and when to treat for this, what's the best approach? Yeah, so I suppose really, um, as I said, this can have quite a severe effect on the lamb. So really what you want to do is you want to prevent the disease occurring. So there's a couple of, of steps that you can take to do that. So as I mentioned um, earlier, where you get disease, this is where... Um, lambs are picking up larvae that have hatched from eggs that were that were passed out by last year's lambs so one of the ways of preventing disease is to try and um you know try and not have young lambs grazing on pasture that was grazed by lambs of a similar age from, from um, last year so that that would be one way to try and prevent it the other is uh, with the treatment with antimenthic treatment now because we know the conditions required uh, for nematodirus to hatch that means we can predict when the hatching is going to occur. So the Department of Agriculture, um, they produce an amatodirus forecast. Um, and the, this, this forecast will also give advice on when farmers should treat. So in the case of this year, uh, they're saying that the peak hatch will be between about the 14th to the, the 21st of April. So that will depend. It'll be a little bit, it'll be, you know, the earlier dates if you're on the, the southwest coast where the weather is a bit milder. Um, it'll be the later dates for, for most of the rest of the country. So they will recommend that you treat about two weeks after the hatch. So that's about the third week of April for the south southwest uh, coasts. And then the last week of April or the first week of May for the rest of the country. And that's information we'll put that information ourselves, but it will also be carried on all the media outlets. Like the other diagnostic technique we talk about with parasites more so later in the season is using faecal egg counts. Now, traditionally, we never recommend faecal egg counts for identifying the virus early in the season. Maybe you'll just explain why. Yes, so really for nematodirus, faecal egg counts can be of limited value. And the reason for this is that the disease is primarily caused by the larval stage of the parasite. So this is the immature parasite before it develops through to an adult stage that will lay eggs. So what can happen is if, if a lamb has a large number of infective larvae that are, that are causing damage to the gut, they're not laying any eggs. So you could have a negative faecal egg count. Uh, but you could still have quite a quite a severe infection. So for that reason, um, the use of faecal egg counts does have limited value and things like clinical signs, risk factors and the department forecast uh, may be more useful in deciding what, what approach and what strategy to take. Just in terms of, like we talked about, the main strategy going to be applied on farms will be using Altelmeg products to dose them. You mentioned white drench. Why specifically white drench over the others? Yes, yes. So uh, we, we would recommend a, a, a benzamidazole, also known as a white wormer, and, and that will, that's also generally mentioned in, in the forecast that comes out from the department. And the main reason for that is that while we know that resistance to the white wormers has been found on a number of farms uh, for the mid-season, 
uh, stomach worms or the, the stomach and gut worms later in the season. To date, there's been no reports of white wormer resistance in nematodirus. So therefore, what we want to do is we want to protect, protect the other classes of wormers, the yellow wormers and the clear wormers. We want to protect them. We want to use them only when necessary. So we keep them for later in the season and we use a white wormer um, to treat for nematodirus. So it's really important, particularly on farms that have had issues with white wormer resistance, um, that they continue to use a white wormer for nematodirus and then they can keep the other classes of wormers for use later on in the season against the other stomach and gut worms. I'm just seeing what you mentioned. It also strikes me there is no residual activity with any of the products for nematodirus. So in certain cases, no. all the, the need, that need then for repeat treatment Absolutely. So there's no residual activity for, for any of the products against nematodirus. So um, it may be that lambs will need to be treated a second time. And there's, there's a few different reasons as to why they might be treated a second time. So as you mentioned, one may be that uh, they get reinfected. There's no residual activity, so they get reinfected. But also if, um, you know, if you go in early and miss the hatch, that might be another reason why lambs might need a second treatment. And again, um, you know, the risk factors are uh, when, when, when the hatch coincides with the period of time when the lambs are eating significant amounts of grass. So particularly in groups, you know, where you've um, lambs of mixed ages, it may be um, that in, at, at some time, some are eating more grass than others. So there may be within that group, uh, they may be at different risks at different times. So a second dose, possibly two weeks later, might be one approach to reducing the risk of that further on. Uh, I'm just thinking, like, yes. as, we as we progress later in the season, we tend to worry less about the matter. So that initial exposure, does the lamb build up immunity to that as the season progresses? Yeah, so generally by, by about the time, by about when the lambs are 12 weeks of age, they have built up sufficient immunity to nematodirus that it's not an issue. Uh, the number of infective L3 on pasture will also be declining at this time. And in general, they, they don't need um, any treatment after about this age. Okay. All right, I think you've covered all aspects of it there. Thanks very much for taking the time to come in and join us and talk on this topic. Thank you, Kieran. We're going to wrap things up at this point. Again, the Mahalayers is a condition you need to be very vigilant for on farms at the moment. Borla highlighted some of the key signs we need to look out for and to use the department forecast as it does predict the peak hatch in the Mahalayers, i.e. the peak challenge as well, in regions around the country. I'll include a link to that in the description. One key thing Orla did highlight when treatment for the Mahalayers, use products from Group 1 benzimidazoles, i.e. our white warmers. The idea behind that is we preserve the other products for use later in the season. For any other updates on Sheep Programme, keep an eye on our Twitter page at Chocolate Sheep. I'm Kieran Lynch. Thanks very much for joining us in this episode of Movicast. Again, don't forget to subscribe and tune in to future episodes.